Uh, ladies and gentlemen, folks, welcome to part two of our 203rd episode of Kings of the Rings podcast. It is the sweet 16 of our Mount Rushmore uh, bracket, where we are trying to figure out the top four people, top four wrestlers, sports entertainers in modern uh, wrestling history. We started at 64. We have now broken it down to 16. Uh, just to reiterate how the rules are going to go. Obviously, it's majority rules. So two out of three of us have to agree on who advances. However, each uh, each host, myself, Willie T, and the Kate Murphy, have the power to veto one decision uh, this round. So, for instance, I've used my veto on Charlotte Flair both times, and I pushed Charlotte to the Sweet 16 because I could do that. Um, but this is the last round in which we are going to be having veto powers because when it gets to the Elite Eight and we have to pick a Final Four, it is going to be just about straight arguing. So before we get to that, let us get into the Sweet 16 and get to our Elite Eight. So are you guys ready for this? Oh, no, God, but let's no. do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty intense. So here we go. So our first matchup in the Willie T bracket is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. I'm glad Dusty made it this far. He's not going further than no. this. I'm going Stone Cold Agreed. Steve Austin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. I mean... If Dusty was in a different bracket against a different opponent, maybe you could push it he on to the Elite it. Eight. But Stone Cold. I'm gonna say that a lot. It's so and so. It's it's Stone Cold. Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his he was only on top of wrestling for maybe two years. If you, when you really like break it mm-hmm. down. Yeah. But those two years were insane. They were everything. It's not about yeah. the quality, the quantity of time, but the quality. Yeah, like, he was headlining Raw and all of Raw's television shows. Like, he was also, I remember this even vividly, Stone Cold and wrestling in general was on Entertainment Tonight every night. Like, they talked about the ratings they were pulling. Which is absurd. And they weren't even on network television. And they were the highest rated thing. So I think it's got to be Austin's star power is unbelievable. Dusty created stars, but Austin was just a star. Yeah. 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 He's the star. Yeah, he is. He's one of those measuring sticks that you compare everybody else to. He's an unfair measuring stick, but he's a measuring stick nonetheless. So I guess we're all sold on uh, on Austin. Yeah, no, yeah. no easy, arguments yet. Yeah. All right, well, we're, this might get a little bit harder. Uh, but next one up in Willie T's bracket is Mick Foley versus Ric Flair. What? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Rude. Ooh. Rude is right. Um. What are this what are the seeds, Ricky? The numbers? Three and seven. Uh full Was Flair three? Hold on. That's what I have. No, Flair was two. it's two versus three. Flair's two, Foley's three. Oh fuck me. Um Personally, I would go with Ric Flair. 
I mean, sorry, Mick Foley. Personally, I would go mm-hmm. with Mick Foley. I think Mick Foley just changed the game so much, like we talked about in our last episode. Um, yeah. Like, well, the, sorry, part one with like the many faces of Foley and all of that. Uh, Mick Foley is just, he has a special place in my heart. What he did for the business, all the sacrifices he made. And, but, but Ric Flair is your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. He's the best who ever did it. He lived the gimmick. He's known as the greatest wrestler of all time. But this one, I'm going with my heart. I'm going Mick Foley. Wow. I'm very surprised by that. I, as much as I love Foley, he's a, he's a great uh, ambassador for wrestling as well as a great person um, inside and outside of the ring. There, you can't find, it's hard to find people who are more respected than Foley. His character work was amazing, especially as mankind. Like the way he could just make you believe that he was this deranged and troubled individual and those, those, and I think you've probably seen this since you were studying the Attitude Era, Will, those promo segments with JR. Oh yeah, um, you know, yeah, yeah when legendary. He, when he's fleshing out when he's fleshing out his character, unbelievable. But it's Ric Flair. Ric Flair is still relevant at age seventy, and he hasn't wrestled in years. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Ric Flair has been. Ric Flair has literally given his life to wrestling so much that you don't really know what Ric Flair's real name is. Dick Flair. You don't. Richard Fleer? <laughs> it's Richard Fleer, but yes. It's Richard Fleer. Um, but you wouldn't call him Richard Fleer. You'd call him Ric Flair. He's the epitome of living the gimmick. Yeah. He's like the ultimate superstar. He's so good, rappers made music videos about him. He made a sound effect universal. Yeah. You know, th- this is one thing I will say like about Mick Foley over Ric Flair. Uh, mm-hmm. Ric Flair played the game better than anyone else, but Mick Foley changed the rules. He did. Mick Foley just look, look at look at like look at someone like Ric Flair. You're like, oh, of course he's gonna make it. Look, look at him. He's got the look. He's got the move set. He's got the promos. And you look at Mick Foley, this fat dude from Long Island with one <laughs> ear and no teeth, yeah. and and fucked up hair. He in fucked up pair. He is the epitome of someone who's not supposed to make it, and he made it anyway. Um, so when it He's comes, the reason to, when he won the title, he does he destroyed the Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's like he just he had such an imp. It's like Ric Flair had an impact on wrestlers, whereas Mick yeah. Foley had an impact on the business. Yeah. But even Ric Flair, I mean, Ric Flair is the only wrestler to only professional wrestler to date that had a ESPN 30 for 30 made about him. This is true. He continues to legitimize the business. Yeah, it's unreal. Absolutely. Unreal. So, Kate, it's up to you. Um, this is very hard. <laughs> but Kate, I ha- you're not flipping a coin. No coin flips. Uh, yeah, no coin no. flips. Fuck the coin flip. No, I, I have an answer for this one. I'm prefacing my statement okay. by saying this is a very hard decision to make, but I am following my heart. I am following my birthright as not only someone born in Long Island, but someone that has worked in the Long Island wrestling business, <laughs> Mick Foley. He told me he was proud of me in a bathroom. It's Mick Foley. Wow. Are you crying? A little bit. <laughs> 
Wow. Mick Foley <laughs> upset Ric Flair. Ric Flair People is on are going men- to be so mad about that. Mick Mick Ric Flair is on Rick Rick Flair is on many people's Mount Rushmore's no matter what. Mick Flair had a chance of beating Austin. All right? You know you just said Mick Flair. <laughs> Mick Flair I stand by it. Mick Flair had a chance of beating Austin. Um Damn, Kate, you 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 blew my mind right there. I, I kind of voted for Mick Foley. This is a pity vote, honestly. But okay, Mick Foley moves <laughs> Have on. Have you met me? <laughs> yeah. Kate is ruled by emotion. Yeah. I am not upset by that I, at all. I'm happy. Mick first is gonna be very happy that Mick, Mick, Mick Foley moved on. I'm not. I'm not upset. It's just. It's. It's shocking. It is shocking. Y'all aren't vetoing me, you know, right? We're but, gonna let the marks cry. Oh no, marks can marks can go fuck themselves. I don't vote for them. Yeah. I vote for me. Yeah, marks are gonna cry. I thought about it, but there's so many more things that I can veto this round. <laughs> but Mick Foley moves on. So now to the uh, the dusty date bracket. Um, we've got the number one seed HBK Shawn Michaels versus oh my god, I totally forgot this. The number four seed, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. No, you didn't. HBK versus Vince. It doesn't get any easier. All right, explain. How is it? How is this? How is this easy? No, no. I'm saying. I'm saying as we go along, it's not going to get oh, any easier. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't get. Yeah, I mean, like it's like oh, it gets easy. <laughs> it's easy. Um, no, it's not easy. Um. I don't know here. This I don't is know. Hard. I'm torn. Me too. I'm very, I'm very torn. It's like Mr. WrestleMania versus the creator of WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. It's like, do you value the chicken or do you value the egg? That is a good way of looking at it, to be honest. You can do more with eggs than you can with chicken. That's, no, and if, chick- if that's chickens, the case, you chickens, have to go with Vince. Yeah, chickens give you eggs. Ooh. Mm. That, I'm that's go a, with Sean, that's I'm, a great I'm gonna, counter. I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels. Okay. <laughs> I, it, I, you know, it's, if, if Shawn does advance, I, I, I'm totally fine with me. You're voting for Vince? I I, I think as much as Shawn Michaels capitalized off of a lot of stuff and opportunity, all while being the biggest prick in the backs in the back locker room, Vince McMahon changed the way wrestling was perceived. Mm-hmm. Vince turned Vince turned a carnival, you know, wild, wild west kind of thing with territories, brought the best town together and said, hey, we can make money off of this and be on television and market this to the masses and make it, you know, make it pop culture. And that's what he did. He he took a radical idea of destroying the territories, which was like not many people liked that idea. Even his everyone dad, hated it. Everyone hated yeah, it. Even Vince's father didn't want him to do that. And he did it and he won. Vince is the ultimate gambler. And he's won more often than he's lost. 
and he's and he knows when to change. And without Vince, you don't have Shawn Michaels. But without Shawn Michaels, you probably don't have as many great WrestleManias. Fuck, you give a compelling argument. Which is the pinnacle of the sport. <laughs> so, it I I'm still gonna go with Vince. Vince to me is like the George Washington of wrestling, even though I know he's not because it's actually Toots Mons. Um, but for the modern day, we don't you don't have a modern era of wrestling. You don't have the WCWs competing and the Impacts and the AEWs and TNT unless you have that one person that you're always trying to beat that dragon or that unicorn at the top of the mountain, and that's Vince McMahon. You know, okay, I'm not fully convinced yet. Uh, Kate, what do you got? I, I'm still leaning towards HBK, but I'm not 100% sold yet. Me too. Like, something in my gut is pulling me towards HBK a little bit, but right right now the argument I'm trying to make in my head is who am I going to be more upset when they die more? Who's, whose death will make me more upset, and I can't figure that out yet. That's a hard, that's a hard question, too. <laughs> Who dies first? Vince, obviously. That's also a harder... That's, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know Vince's death is going to devastate my soul as much. Again, I talk shit about WWE all the time, but Vince McMahon's death. I like Mm. how Kate's going with her vote by hope by by how they die, (laughs) as opposed to how they lived. But that's trying to, that's trying, I'm trying to work my way back to the living from their deaths. Because I, I, I can't. And if you're going to pose that question, Kate, I think Shawn Michaels' impact in, like, when Shawn Michaels passes away, that impact will be felt across wrestling, as in they'll give, a lot of promotions will do, like, a, a quick, like, you know, not even a video package, but more like a, uh, just a picture where it says, in memory of HBK, kind of like having to check gas and people like that. Vince's death is going to be everywhere. Vince's death will shut down wrestling. Yeah. It's like when uh, Hugh Hefner died. Mm. I forgot Hugh Hefner died. Yeah, he died on hump day. Staying a legend. Um, yeah, Vince dying will make world headlines. HBK's won't. It'll be sad. By that, it's like where were you when Vince McMahon died? It's like it's like for me, I know exactly when Michael Jackson died. I was on the way to senior prom. Yeah, I do. I do too. Oof. Yeah, it was June twenty fifth. It was like a Saturday. It was a Thursday. Was it a Thursday? Yeah. Whatever. It was in the summertime. I, was on, I wasn't I was doing literally anything. on the bus to prom. My friend James said, hey, Kate, Michael Jackson died. I said, shut the fuck up, James. You're full of shit. And turns out Michael J- Jackson had, in fact, passed away. And we listened to Michael Jackson at prom for like an hour. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like when Vince yeah. dies. Like, where were you when Vince McMahon died? I will died? have an equally rambly story when Vince McMahon dies. Yep. That's how so I feel about it. So I'm still going with Vince. For, Kate? Fuck, I'm going with Vince. Alright, uh, you're going with... Really? Okay, I'm still going with Sean. Um... Let me think here. What's do it I gonna wanna, be, Will? Do I want to veto? You know I what? Will, I won't in my ups- opinion, I want you to hold on. I won't be upset <laughs> if you veto. Like... <sighs> rely on their deaths to make a decision because based on life <laughs> I chose HBK but based on death I'm choosing Vince McMahon so I, I, I still stand that Vince is above Mount Rushmore I still stand that Vince is above wrestling 
Vince is above the Hall of Fame. Vince is above all this in a class of his own. So you know what? I am going to veto Shawn Mike for Shawn Michaels. Cool. Are you sure about that? I am 100% sure. All right. Shawn Michaels gets in. I'm going to ask you again, Will. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Your next matchup is Andre the Giant versus The Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's The Rock. Uh, actually, no. Yeah. Fuck that. It's Andre the Giant. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going with The Rock. I love Andre the Giant. I love him so much. But it has to be The Rock. I... I okay. This is gonna sound stupid. I want to go with The Rock, mm-hmm. but I am also under the impression that um, Rock and Stone Cold should not be in the same Mount Rushmore. What? Interesting. I, what do you I mean? I think it has to be one of. The, I think it has to be one of the other. Okay. Continue. For, what, how so? It's for me personally. It's because they're so even. They're such the same. They're from the same era. They went head to head, back and forth. I I think it's like a disservice to the all of wrestling if you put them both in there. Okay, so you you prefer variety over the people from the same generations. I understand that. That and it's just like. Like you you can make this like this, whatever argument you can make for Stone Cold. You can do the exact same for The Rock. I would vice to versa. differ on that. Not, not, not to a T, not 100%, but I would say mm-hmm. a majority, maybe like 80, 85% of arguments you can make for The Rock, you can make with Stone Cold and vice versa. So this personally, Andre is in my Mount Rushmore. So is Stone Cold. Because I chose Stone Cold over The Rock. I just don't think it's fair to put both of them in there because they're too similar. Understand. That's a great argument. I think for the, I they they are similar, but it's also the iron sharpens iron. And if we're gonna if we're gonna call the Attitude Era the greatest time in wrestling, which is what is historically mentioned as the greatest time in wrestling, which it is financial mm-hmm. wise, but the best time of wrestling mm-hmm. and the best time to be a wrestling fan is right now, um, which is another argument for another time. You had the two people at the top at the most lucrative time in wrestling, The Rock and Stone Cold, and as much as they were v- similar. For the way they could cut promos with, uh, and the and the way they you know took a crowd and the charisma, The Rock was on top for a little bit longer. Um, you have The Rock, who is the first first really successful person to go from wrestling to movies, mm-hmm. and that exploded, especially when he first got in the movies. It was WWE Wrestle The Rock, which opened up the avenue for more things to happen with wrestling. Because he yeah, was just the rock, effective. The rock, the rock left for Hollywood, and he only came back to help boost his movie career. But it worked. Yeah, it did work. Wrestle, but Andre, WrestleMania, Andre WrestleMania twenty eight, Rock and Cena, highest like the most lucrative like WrestleMania ever. And Andre did it till the day he died. Andre's a pro, Andre suffers from the fact that media wasn't as big in his heyday. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, I mean, that's an unfortunate knock on Andre, but I think that's the thing. And Andre is more lore. Like, he's folklore. Mm. He, 
than he's more myth and legend than he is man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is which can be a benefit but it also can also be a detriment um with, with the rock i think it's one of those things where like i'm not gonna go back and look at an andre promo i'm gonna look at a rock promo because the rock is fucking hysterical yeah yeah the, the rock is more watchable mm-hmm. yeah um the rock's the he's entertainer. More entertaining he's 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 the better sports entertainer yeah um you know but andre just has a special place in my heart just for being andre the giant like he's just he's he's above everything He's a, he's a folklore. I do not, which is I do really not, funny about you saying he's above everything. Hmm? I, I know it's the same argument I made for Vince. I know. I, I, I get I get the uh the irony. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna regret taking my um my veto. But oh damn, really? But uh <laughs> I think I think I think Andre does deserve it. Mm. He, he's above everything, but he's still a wrestler. Whereas Vince Vince is the Vince is the Vince is the the master behind everything, whereas Andre is more of like the man, the myth, the legend. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, and and it's one of those. It's it's a it's a weird thing. It's hard to compare Vince and Andre, um, especially yeah. the way they were together at the time of when Andre died and Vince became like Vince became Mister McMahon, and it's probably a disservice to Vince. That we put Vince McMahon in the bracket and not Mr. McMahon. Oh, that's yeah. I, I see your point. Even though they all weren't the same, yeah. I do see your point. That's a valid point. Yeah. Like, cause it was Vince McMahon for a long time, and then you had the the Montreal screw job and Brett screwed Brett, and then Mr. McMahon became the greatest one of the greatest heels in wrestling history. You know, but the, it, it, this is why we have these conversations. I'm still going to go with The Rock. You know, to me, he he's electrifying and he's he's one of those people that he's automatically identifiable. His music hits and the place goes great. He always has a flair for the moments and the dramatics. He's a he's a promo machine like he he just knows the moment. And I don't think Andre ever knew the moment, but you can argue that Andre was the moment. He comes out and Andre's the moment. Yeah. You know, but I don't know if Andre really knew how to work a crowd where he had other people who were just ridiculously charismatic that can work for him. And The Rock knew how to work a crowd being a heel or being a face or just plain old being an asshole. Like when he was like Hollywood Rock, one of my favorite Rock's segments. When he does like the Rock concerts and he shits on every town. Mm hmm. Um, it it's fantastic. He knew how to get he knew how to get himself over Eberwood's way, and there's this there's this range and the and the variety, and he can he seamlessly transitioned to Hollywood and then came back and blah 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 blah. And the, the Cena build is fantastic. Was he the first second generation superstar? The Rock, The Rock, or third generation? I think the Rock, The Rock's third. I don't. He is the first third, I believe. Someone's got to double check me, but I believe he's the first ever third generation. That goes a long way in my book, to be honest. Because I remember I, that being a big thing when he came in. Yeah. That he was a third generation blue chip. And I think he actually had a match with his dad in his, early on in his career. Which is kind of cool. Maybe. I'll let you know when I, if I if and when I get there. 
Yeah. But I'm still going to go with The Rock. So, so Kate Murphy, again, it is up to you to, to settle the score. Uh, I feel so bad. <laughs> Bye, Andre. I'm really sorry. Damn you, Kate. I'm sorry. I thought you, I thought you were the... I thought you were the love of my life. I am the love of your life. It's our anniversary today, William. You, you, you broke my heart, Fredo. I know it was you. <laughs> Sometimes All you right, gotta make hard on. decisions. Have fun. Have fun debating the Rock versus HBK. I'm just saying that. Well, you're gonna be. You're gonna be with us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so halfway done. Here we are in the King Ricky Rose portion of the bracket. What? The hell? Yeah. Does anybody hear what that feedback? I do. But where no. is it coming from? What feedback? I what don't know. I don't hear any feedback. What's up, Will? I don't hear anything. It must be coming from what you then, you- Will. We're hearing crazy feedback. Are you on your phone? What do you. Yeah. That's probably why. You still hear it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can hear it. Every time you're typing, we can hear it. I'm not typing anything. You still hear it? What? Yeah, I can still hear it. Let's see. What are you hearing? Now it's getting louder. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> is this like oh my goodness it's loud it's really loud it's like now. a chainsaw <laughs> it's like the ring three is that better <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> hang on let me try leaving the leaving the call and coming back maybe it's like my phone maybe my, is my phone vibrating hang on I'll leave this i don't know what's going back. on but it's a lot of typing that i can hear. every time you type it gets louder and he's gone. And now it's gone. Because he's gone. Now he's back. Yeah, oh, thank it's gone. God. Okay. So right, I have no idea, what, it. No, idea what, no idea what the fuck that was, but I marked it. <laughs> All right. Oh, here we go. Wow. All right, folks. Now we're halfway through. It's time to get to the King Ricky Rosé bracket, which is probably the way I'm looking at it. Very, very easier side of the bracket right now. Um our first matchup is The Undertaker versus uh, Charlotte. A number one versus the Cinderella, which is surprising to say. The Cinderella number 12 seed, Charlotte. Well, Cinderella took that glass slipper, smacked up against her tits, and they popped. All right? Show's over. <laughs> you really convinced Charlotte popped the boob again. Mm-hmm. It's just funny to say. I'm telling you. <laughs> I think she's taking time to relax and enjoy herself. She's becoming very tranquilo. Yeah. That being said, I choose Undertaker. Yeah, it, Bye. It's definitely Taker. You, he's the he's the greatest character of all time. You're not gonna save Charlotte again. No. Okay. No. This is where this is where Charlotte goes. You can't compare Charlotte to Taker. You can't. I think you should pick Charlotte just to make Slack cry. It is his birthday soon. <sighs> he, I piss off I piss off Slack enough. <laughs> I'll spare him this time. You're okay. So nice of you. The only the, the argument <laughs> that the only argument you need to say about Taker versus Charlotte is Taker went twenty and zero at WrestleMania, twenty one and zero actually. Yeah. It's all you need to get. And Charlotte's Taker, gonna win twenty titles. <laughs> yeah, 
21 and 0 at WrestleMania is ridiculous. Taker goes in. Moving forward. Will do you oppose? Probably not. No, of course um, not. I, w- I wanted to veto Bret Hart, but okay. <laughs> you just wanted that satisfaction. I did. That's all right. I'll get. I'll get him. I'll get him next time. All right. So next person on the uh, King Ricky Rose bracket. Ooh, this is gonna be a, this gonna have to form your arguments pretty well with this one. Hulk Hogan versus Triple H. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. See, Hogan's another one that's on my Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to argue against Triple H. I might have to flip a coin on this one. This, this um, is a very coin-flippable moment. I mean, by the way, this is the anniversary of the Hogan heel turn while we're recording this. I don't need to flip a coin, and I have my answer. You're going with Triple H, aren't You're you? You're right, I am. I figured you would. Right, I don't know who I'm going to pick yet because, like, here's the thing. I can easily say Triple H, but I can really make an argument for Hogan. Like, racist asshole aside, that's, that was Terry Balea. Hulk Hogan? That's a he, that's a monster and a half. Right. I think Hulk Hogan in the 80s is the most overrated, <laughs> overrated wrestler Ever, you are. Like, oh, no, I'm, he's just saying, like, I'm just saying, like in ring, like character promos. He was all characters, promos, and look. He he fails the Bret Hart scale, all right. Like <laughs> he he is all pomp and circumstance. Like he does not deserve all the fame he has, but at the same time, he has it, and everyone loves him, and he deserves every second of it. Um, yeah. Triple H is a company man through and through. He even married the company's daughter. He's incredibly loyal. He eats, sleeps, breathes the business. Say what you want about Hogan, about the business. He loves the business. He is the business. He is professional wrestling. For a very, very long time, he was on top for decades. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, my gut is saying go with Triple H. Wow. I'm, I'm on the fence, so Ricky. You you guys gotta convince you guys gotta get you guys gotta convince me, because I'm the deciding vote here. I'm on the fence. Kate's going uh uh, uh Triple H. Ricky, I think you're leaning towards Hogan. Take, so you guys gotta convince me. It would take a lot to sell me on switching to Hulk Hogan. Alright, so here's the thing. Take take the Hogan, take the BS Hogan racism shit out of it. Take 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 that away, because that's Terry Balea. Everybody knows that's Terry Balea. That's coming from the black guy. It is, but it, it's true. Hulk Hogan didn't say it. We all know Hulk Hogan's a character. Mm-hmm. You know, Terry Balea, mm, kind of weird, <laughs> you know? Um, if, especially if you've seen, like, the first episode of Dark Side of the Ring, which focused more on Macho Man, but still. Yeah. I, I can separate the man from the character. Like, it's yeah. like, it's, it's the same thing. You can you can still say Chris Benoit's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You guys know, there's nothing wrong with saying that. At the yeah. same time... Dis like completely throwing out the man, like you you can yeah. separate them. You can separate the the art from the man, mm-hmm. or the Correct. art from the woman. So Hogan deserves deserves his spot on on a Mount Rushmore. It doesn't matter if it's going to be this Mount Rushmore. His Triple H yeah. is a very very good argument. 
Yeah. So here, here's here's the thing that I'm considering as well. If you went out to the common person, not the rest, not the common wrestling fan, because that's simple. The common person, and you say, "Tell me somebody that you know from professional wrestling." Are we going to say Hulk Hogan or are we going to say Triple H? You're going to say Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Matt mm-hmm. Men this week, and uh, him and yeah. Rich, were t- him and Rich were talking about like fans that come up to them, and Rich was just like, "People ask me all the time, when's Hulk Hogan coming back?" Yeah. Like he still, people he still, still has want a to see grasp. Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. I will. S- I remember in. Ke- Go ahead, Kate. I said I will say this. I don't like Hulk Hogan, but seeing him at Mania, I popped. Of like course. I don't like him at all. Like I've never, even as a kid, <laughs> I have never been a Hulk Hogan fan. But like, it was fucking cool. <laughs> it was still cool. Yeah. And watching like, him uh, reinvent himself as the NWO in that heel turn, he fully embraced it, and he is so good. The early stages of the NWO before it gets all silly, Hogan's on a whole new level. When it's unbelievable everyone, what he's when, doing. When everyone was ready to write him off as old, old news, boring, he just flips the switch, and Hollywood Hogan's the biggest thing of the '90s, with Stone yeah, Cold, and, with the. And Rock. remember when he remember when he didn't want to do it and it was gonna be Sting. Mm-hmm. He was hesitant about and, it, and Eric Bischoff had to convince him. Yeah, and then at the last minute, Hogan's like, "No, I'm your guy," and he screwed over Sting, which is a total Hogan move. It was the right. It was the right move. It was the right move. It was Sting, the right move. Sting. I don't think Sting. I think if it was Sting, it would have failed because the whole thing of the NWO was like former WWE guys are coming in to take over. Yeah. Because then DiBiase joined. Eventually, Six joined X Pac, and really only surprise there the WCW guy was was the Giant who turned in um, September of '96. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's it's unreal what Hogan was able to pull up and people still want to see him. And Kate, I don't know if you remember, do you because this was like, I think, even predating social media. Do you remember? Because I remember this vividly for some reason. It started blowing up through Long Island that Hulk Hogan was at the Roosevelt Field Mall. And he was walking around with Jimmy Hart and it blew up all of social media at the time. When was that? Long Island. It was a while back, but I remember being like, someone was like, yo, Hulk Hogan's at the Roosevelt Field Mall, and I was like, what? And, like, he wasn't really relevant in wrestling right now, but the fact that his presence had so much attention. He was just walking around with Jimmy Hart. I'm going to be honest with you, the only (laughs) wrestlers at Roosevelt Field Mall I have heard about is the day I ran to Sheamus, and the one time Enzo Amore was at Roosevelt Field Mall, and I missed him by, like, an hour. I'm pretty glad you did. <laughs> to be honest with you, but like, like the Hulk Hogan is also—he's not like a common person. Like Hulk Hogan's like six four. He's humongous. And like a, he, he's a big boy, dude. Like Hulk Hogan he stands on the ground. Literally shrunk a few inches because of his finishing move. It decompressed his spine that much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's still huge. Um. Also, for Hulk Hogan, in 2010. All right, this is 2010. Yeah. He made TNA wrestling the most talked about thing in wrestling <laughs> until Vince brought Brett back. Yeah. But for a hot moment, Hulk Hogan was still the most over person in wrestling in 2010. Yeah. And it's for a just, solid it's... year, he carried that company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's it's it is hard to be the as, as great as Triple H is and still is and continues to be. Um, and I say the same thing about LeBron James too. Um, that I'm going to say with the comparison with Triple H. Triple H is going to do more and going to be a lot better outside yeah. of the ring than he is inside of the or than he was inside of the ring. And to build off that, Ricky, if we were doing this in 20 years, the same it might be Triple H easily. It might be Triple H, but for right now, July 7th, 2020, it's Hulk Hogan. It's Hogan. It's Hogan. Okay. Yeah. You still have the veto power, Kate. No, you can bring I'm in Daddy Trip. have to save it for CM Punk. <laughs> Oh, you! Oh, you are not going to do this, are you? I don't. I have, you so are. I haven't looked at my thing yet, so no. I'm. We're, we'll get into it. So Hogan moves on. We're now on to the final two matchups in the HBIC bracket, and here we go. Oh, no. We've got John Cena versus ooh, yeah, dig it, Macho Man Randy Savage, one versus four. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I sound like the Kool-Aid man. John Cena. I think it's Cena easily okay. as well. That's, that's, all, that's, all, that's, that's all I'm saying. It's that's John fine. Cena. That's fine. Um, if, if Macho Man didn't pass away in 2012, <laughs> and if he, if he found his way back to the business like Warrior did, um, and Jake the Snake did, Maybe, but, you know, Macho Man found a distaste for the business and he, the latter part of his life, he walked away and never came back. Yeah. Where John Cena is there for life. He is a lifer. And say what you want about Super Cena, he carried that company on his back for over a decade. There was no one else who could have done what he did. He saved the business when the business wasn't doing that great financially. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was no one better to to lead the charge in the PG era than the fucking PG John Cena. I will as say much- this also for for Cena as well. Um, you know, and in in my time of being a podcaster and being around, I have been in contact with people with inside WWE. Obviously, can't reveal my sources, and someone in particular that's close to the in ring action each and every week. I I ended up asking that person, you know. Um, who's the best person to, to work with, you know, who's the best person to work with in the ring. And they said, John Cena, hands down. He knows what he's doing. He's yeah. carrying it. He gave me an example of, um, it was a Cena versus Baron Corbin. And he he had Cena lock, their Cena was locked up with Corbin. And he was like, all right, Corbin, throw me against the ropes. Uh, give me a giant clothesline. Show the, show the world how big and powerful you are. And that was Cena coaching Corbin through the moment. Wow. Yeah. Cena doesn't get Cena gets too much hate he doesn't deserve. I agree. I agree. A million percent. Cena knows what he's doing, but he just gets shit on because of his character, which is really funny because Hogan had a similar like you're never going to change Hogan, but Hogan then turned, but we still love that yellow that red and yellow Hogan. Mhm. Mhm. You know, and as much as we shit on Cena in the moment, if Cena were to like leave for a little bit and stay, still came back in jean shorts and a bright ass shirt and throwing his hat and run into the ring at like sixty years old, I'd pop for it. I would. I hope he's bald when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I hope he's bald and jacks out of his fucking mind. Like yeah. Goldberg, but worse. Oh my god, totally worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's because Cena has no body hair. <laughs> like No. Yeah, he doesn't. Like Gold, Goldberg has the nice chest hair I'm really jealous of. But uh, Cena is just like a, like, a, like a baby. It's like me with my body hair. I have no body hair. <laughs> Cena manscapes. That, that's probably true, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's John Cena. I yeah. love Randy. Randy is a great, colorful character. Uh, the, there's, there's not another Randy Savage. And there'll never be a Randy Savage. Ne- another Randy Savage. But John Cena is just leaps and bounds above. And he's the best company guy outside of Triple H. Mm-hmm. One of the best ambassadors for the business in the history of wrestling. And he works his ass off. Hands down. John Chena. Our, John Chena. All right. He, here we go. The final matchup of the Sweet 16, a.k.a. the Nightmare of Kate Murphy. We have... CM Punk versus Y2J Chris Jericho. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, it's Chris, it's, obviously it's Chris Jericho. I, it's Chris Jericho, too. As CM Punk is credited for bringing a lot of people back, but he has that one secular moment in time. Where he was amazing and he was on top of the world. He had other good matches here and there. But you remember CM Punk for sitting down cross-legged on the floor on the top of the ramp and doing the pipe bomb and then everything that transpired with the five-star match of Money in the Bank in Chicago, which is a great match. Don't get me wrong. One of the greatest matches of all time. Sure. Um, and But Jericho remains relevant knows when to change in character the master of reinvention and all of those characters got over and he never goes back to a new character he can always Jericho has been the master more so than I think anybody else in in wrestling of always remaining relevant and always being a little bit different each time Jericho really is building himself to be like, you know, if you ask me five years ago, does Chris Jericho belong in a sweet 16 or elite eight of... Say hell no. Yeah. No. No. With what he did, but I'm saying like pre pre the list when he came back. Because mm-hmm. um, like before that, he came back and lost to Fandango. Where like Chris Jericho's career was pretty much just like set and done. He's ready to go do Fozzie, go do other things, go be a dad and all that stuff. But this, this the past run in the past three, four years is the best run he's ever had. At, at 50. Yeah. And, and it's it's crazy. Like, Chris Jericho could be... If you put Chris Jericho on your Mount Rushmore, just personally, it's very hard for me to argue that he shouldn't be there with the other three. It's hard to knock him off. Yeah, exactly. It's CM, Punk, CM Punk, for, 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 for being what he was... He left, and he didn't. He had like, he had his 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 day in the sun. He had his two weeks in paradise, and the rest was just was fine. Yeah. Punk, I love Society. I love, but 
but it's not the best of all time. The thing with Punk is to if Punk would abstain, if Punk stays, you don't get Daniel Bryan's moment, which is another thing in and of itself. But also, if Punk would have stayed, he had his match with Triple H. That was going to be his star-making performance. Mm -hmm. WrestleMania 30 would have been Triple H versus CM Punk. The authority versus the ultimate anti-authority guy. It writes itself. It would have been a masterclass. Triple H would would have conjured up an unbelievable match for him and Punk at Mania. I think at that happen. time, I think at that time though, going back to 2014, yeah, I don't think CM Punk would have went over. I don't think so either. Because Triple H and Punk just don't like each other. I think if it was now, Triple H would 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 take would would do the honors. He would lay on the mat. But yeah. back then, I think his ego because he wasn't in full NXT mode yet. Correct. So, he was still trips. I think he was still trips. So. CM Punk had a point for leaving. He saw the writing on the wall, but mm-hmm. he still left. You know, like all people who clamor for him, it's like he the, the argument saying that he left and betrayed you and just all that jazz. It's it's very valid, and it yeah. hurts CM Punk's legacy because he doesn't care for you like you care for him. Exactly. Jericho does. Yeah. He, Kate he Murphy does. is very silent over there waiting to use her. Waiting, Kate Murphy is very silent over there waiting to use her veto. She, she's very torn by this. I can I can't even see her right now because I'm looking at my sound waves. But she is. I can I can feel she's very torn by this. And also another thing, pro Jericho. Jericho did a Jericho continues to do a wrestling cruise for wrestling fans. Mark, it's it's weird, but it works. <laughs> You know, Jericho is always finding a way to say, how can I keep wrestling relevant? How can I make wrestling better? How can I pander to wrestling fans to keep you interested in wrestling? On top of his other projects of holding one of the best wrestling podcasts ever. Uh, On top of also being a pretty damn good musician. And all of those stuff that he does being a musician, being a podcaster, still ties in the wrestling. Punk works for Marvel from time to time and didn't win a match in UFC. Kate? I'm having a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're right. All of these things are right. And I all swear of to God, these things are swear true. Swear to God. This, I swear, Kate. This, don't do this to yourself. This is the thing. <laughs> on Kate Murphy's personal Mount Rushmore, CM Punk and Chris Jericho are both on it. Really? Yeah. My five favorite wrestlers of all time are CM Punk, Jeff Hardy, Chris Jericho, China, and John Cena. <laughs> We've eliminated all of almost all of those people. I'm very aware. <laughs> but like Okay, you know how this is gonna end one way or the other. So same th- it's the exact it's literally the exact same thing as last week. Kate, we'll yep. give you another chance to redeem yourself from last week, or you can just delay the inevitable. It's really up to you. But I can't do it. 
All right, well. Are, are you abstaining then? No. Ooh. I didn't know there was an option. Well, yeah, it's either you vote or you don't vote. If you abstain and then Jericho goes in regardless. Yeah, it's be like 46% of Americans in 2016. Just don't vote. <laughs> no, because I was part of the 46% of Americans in 2016. <laughs> I can't eliminate CM Punk. I just can't do it. I'm putting my So therefore you would... That's all right, we can. Abstain? We, we can. <laughs> do you both have... No, Ricky and Rafita left? Yeah, I've been I've been using it. I thought about oh, no. using it. I th- <laughs> I thought about using it. Um, what was it on Andre and the Rock? You should have. <laughs> should have. <laughs> We've just been doing Kate dirty this whole tournament, Ricky. I almost feel bad, but <laughs> she needs to pick the right choices. I'm just saying. But to be fair, it's my category on my Mount Rushmore. I mean, that's just a placeholder, really, because we needed to name all the brackets. It doesn't really mean anything. Excuse you. What? I'm, I'm serious. I mean, it's, it's pretty much all it is. Yeah, we, I mean, yes, you, we, all, we you, all don't matter together. <laughs> I mean, of, yes, you picked the, you, you pick the seat for that particular bracket, bracket would it yes. What if I wasn't actively and annoyingly lobbying for CM Punk for the entire time? That's I mean, you can you do that, but this, and this, and is, this isn't the did. government, all right? The lobbyists don't win. What? This isn't the government. The lobbyists don't win this time. <laughs> tried. So are you abstaining? No, I'm using my veto that's going to be unvetoed. I can't. No. All right. She uses her. Uh, they use their veto. Yep, I use my veto. Well, and your I'm decision. voting for CM Jericho. I'm just kidding. I'm voting for uh, uh, Chris Masters Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Long Island's finest, Chris Jericho, born in Manhasset. Jericho moves on. Jericho moves on, and that is the end of CM Punk. Next I'm week sorry. is going to be a shit show because I can already know what's going to oh happen next week. We it's, might want to order takeout because it's going to be a long. I seriously, I, this is this little this little preview. The hardest one is going to be Hogan Taker. Yes, yeah, that's the hardest one. That's the hardest one. The rest are not, aren't aren't that hard. Yeah, uh, Hogan we have, Taker, we have, Cena, we, Jericho. You have Rock HBK. Rock HBK and Foley. And then Stone Cold and Foley. Mm-hmm. Damn. Rock, Rock Stone, HBK is really hard. Stone Cold and Foley hurts my heart a lot. Mm-hmm. And be aware, there are no more vetoes in next round. So it is just argue your face off until until we get to a decision. All all four number one seeds are there, too, right? They're in the, they're in the top eight? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's HBK, Taker, Cena, and Stone Cold. Yeah, all number ones are there, which is rare in any bracket. The number I'm one. I'm just seed saying, <laughs> I do not want the number one seeds to be in the final, like to make it to the end. I, I'm that's just me personally. To make it to the final four, so someone's got to lose. To be to be to be the final four, because the final four is a Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like next week's next week's it. Next week's the final. Yeah. Next week is the final. Yeah. So you don't want all four number ones to win? 
<laughs> Can we also just do the final four and see who the best wrestler of all time is? So we get to be like Taker <laughs> versus Stone Cold. We can do God that. damn it. We can do that. Can we not? Can we not? You know what we could do, actually? <laughs> we could just, I could just put on like WWE 2K19 and just have them fight it out in the ring. <laughs> Fatal four way. Oh my God. Do amazing. a simulation. Yeah. We should do this again we'll with the worst wrestlers times. of all time. Like whatever the like, bear, like Baron like Baron Corbin Blade versus Snitsky. Versus... <laughs> Baron Corbin versus Snitsky. <laughs> no. I think it's gotta go with Snitsky. Snitsky versus the Brooklyn Brawler. Ooh. Uh Santino versus Santina. Santina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ellsworth versus the entire women's division. I would do this again with shitty wrestlers. Huh? So I would definitely do this again with shitty wrestlers. Alright, but it's hot in here. I want to my AC on. Let's wrap this shit up. Okay. Yeah, it's as hot as it is right now, it's going to be a lot hotter next week when we do the finals of Mount Rushmore in part two. But this has been Kings of Rings Podcast, episode 203, part two, the Sweet 16 of our Mount Rushmore bracket, aka our semifinals. The finals are next week. No vetoes next week. Straight discussion and arguments and probably a lot of broken friendships. It's going to be a really long time. I'm King Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador the Bigs. Uh, across all social media find kings of the rings podcast at kotr underscore podcast like share subscribe listen to us um and also listen to our network stream wrestling radio listen to that wherever you get all of your podcasts uh goodies and galore consider joining our patreon patreon.com backslash wrestling radio and you get 15 percent off of our merchandise and then also consider buying some merchandise from us teespring teespring.com backslash stores backslash wrestle dash attic dash radio we have a lot of great merch mugs uh kate murphy has a fanny pack uh towels mugs i have mugs again because i really like mugs um a whole bunch of shit <laughs> so please consider supporting us getting some of our stuff we might even have some tie-dye stuff coming soon if i can get my collaborations uh down packed but until then let's kick it over to uh the man who I think sweated out the most of his decisions this uh, this week, Will Tarashak. Oh, yeah. A lot of things are going on in my life. Um, but you can check me out. Will Tarashak, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U. Can make sure you go to Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, where this, this King's Wings podcast lives. All of WrestleMania Radio lives. The You Mad Bro podcast lives. A bunch of others, including the brand new podcast just joined the website. Uh, two brothers from L.A., the Battleborn Athletes, where they interview um, athletes, football players, basketball players, baseball players. Rather interesting, Ricky. You'd probably actually dig them. Um, so make sure you check them out on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions.com. If you have your own podcast and want a home for it, let me know. Hit up your boy. Uh, we have plenty of packages for you and any podcaster out there. Kate Murphy, when are you starting your solo show? I actually came up with ideas over the, like, the weekend. Soon. Yeah, well, you do. Well, well, Kate Murphy and I have been uh, trying to iron it out. Yeah. I'll tell you off there. Um, but you can find me crying in my bedroom because CM Punk is no longer. <laughs> we are, we are going to open up with CM Punk next week just to make you cry even more. Thanks. I do have his DVD. I'm also going to close with CM Punk this week. Oh, yeah, do it. <laughs> can you close with Killswitch Punk, though, and not Cult Personality? I, I was, was going to do, do Killswitch Punk. Next week will be Cult Punk. Thank you. Killswitch is my favorite punk. My always will be my favorite punk. 
and he was like, you can find me crying over my bedroom and seeing a punk. And you can find me on across all social. This isn't going very well. Get you can together. find me across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy. Um, also, check out those wrestling girls because your friend Kate Murphy will be on their Patreon, one of their Patreon shows soon. So. Yeah, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Go Kate. Keep an eye out, or an ear out, rather. Yes, so when we come back next week on part one of our show, we are going to preview Extreme Rules, talk about Great American Bash and Fighter Fest. We're both doing night two, and then in part two, it is going to get really, really vicious and and hectic. Um, We're going to have to stretch, order takeout. It is going to be a long discussion as we go from eight, and a lot of burping too, as we go from eight to four. Uh, Next week on Kings of the Rings Podcast. But until then, folks, goodbye, good night. And congratulations, Slack. We got Charlotte out of there, but still fuck you. So we'll see you later, folks. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.